it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Morning, Bill. Morning, Josh. How you doing? I'm doing wonderfully. Welcome back to another episode of the Grounds Crew podcast, hosted by me, Bill Rom, and Josh Kirsten. A uh, lot happened in baseball. Yeah. Biggest thing, let's get right into it. Fernando Tatis Jr., 14 years, $340 million. The bag. The bag secured. Yeah. We always say, like, doesn't matter until you get the bag. Yep. Um, good move, bad move, who won, who lost, immediate reaction. Uh, good move, I think, securing him for eternity. Yep. Because... He, he's a he's a new face of baseball. He's an absolute legend already. So much talent there. Um, I'm super excited for them. I think he's he deserves it. Um, you know, he's on the cover of the MLB show now. Like everything's going for him. He's got all the talent in the world, and, and I think it's really good for baseball that he's he's locked in and he can now just focus on crushing it, going to win championships, all that stuff. Um, so I I think in a in a in a vacuum, I love it because teaming him with Manny Machado setting your foundation, making sure, hey, you know, we've made all these moves, we've done all this stuff to secure the team. You now know that you have a run of success that's going to last X amount of years. Yep. Uh, I think anytime I see these contracts, though, in baseball, I always think, like, you just signed this dude for 14 years. Mm-hmm. Who were you 14 years ago? Yeah. Like, who was high 14? Like, is it going to work out for everybody? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like none of these... I've never seen a contract in baseball be a good contract. Why? Name me a contract that you looked at where you were like, they signed that person for that, and then it led directly to winning. Honestly, I can't off the top of my head. The only one I can really think of that I thought was like a big like team guy move was DeGrom's contract. Because it felt sure. like a steal at the time for what we got for him. For sure, and it's still a steal to this day. Yeah. He, he's not making crazy money to be such a great pitcher. Right. But the reality is, if the Mets, and the Mets have gone in now, right, on mm-hmm. it, but did DeGrom, is DeGrom's contract paying him that? Where's the winning going to happen? Right? Yeah. And, like, the ultimate goal is, hey, you got to win this, you know? And when you start to look at how much you you put into guys, I think the one reason why I think that this is a this is probably the best contract I've ever seen in baseball mm. is it buys out all of his arbitration years. So he's when he would be making three and a half million dollars to be a legend, right? He's now going to make twenty four million, right? Uh, and when he's super old and he's maybe not the player he once was. He's making $24 million. It's not really crushing you, but he's making he's making good money on the back half. Right. It's the middle years where they're really going to be successful, where when he is his best, he's not cash-strapping them so significantly that they can't make other moves. Right. But, like, has the Trout contract worked out? Not yet. They, they don't even make the playoffs. Albert you know? Pujols? Nope. You know Robinson Cano? Definitely not. Well, I mean, it's kind of working out now because he's. Uh, you know, well, I mean, he, he lost. He lost all his money by yeah. by taking steroids again. Yeah. Um, but, but no, like seriously, like it, when has a contract like this worked out for MLB? It hasn't yet. I mean, we're really kind of coming into this age now where people are signing these long term deals, and I think this is the longest one so far. I think Mookie and Trout were aged 
10, roughly. I know Trout was... Harper's. Harper's was 10. Trout was 13. Something like that. But it was... You know, we're, we're starting to see, like, hey, the big-name guys are locked the down. Yeah, internet's great. Um, and I think what's interesting is, like, you're seeing the big stars, but then I feel like on the other end, you're getting, like, the, the middle-of-the-road guys are kind of getting screwed a little bit when they get into their, their arbitration free agency and their, with their second round of contracts, and they're, they're not getting the, the money they should de- and, and rightfully deserve because of these other guys. They're either going with the big money or the, the cheap rookies. And that's why I think I, I feel like this is the best contract that I've seen is because it makes the most sense, mm-hmm. right? Like, so Bryce Harper's contract was for 13 years, 330. Okay. So one year less than what was just signed. But the difference is, is that Harper got all the way to the end of his initial contracts. Right. Right? Yeah. So he's signing this deal 26, 27 years old. So he's going to be almost 40 when this contract's over. Mm-hmm. There's no way that it's going to make sense at the dollars amount at that time. So, like you just said, it's a perfect time where you look at baseball, and I think one of the problems that I've always had with baseball, and we, I think we've discussed this off-camera multiple times, is baseball only pays guys after they've been a player for seven years. And that's after they've been a minor leaguer. So, using Pete Alonso on the Mets, like... As, as the example, Pete only got to the league when he was 24. Right. So he's not going to be able to get to a contract until he's 31 years old. And then they would have to sign him. If they don't want to, they let him walk. Mm-hmm. Right? So you got all his best years. Like, typically everybody says that the best years of baseball for you are between, you know, 26 and 31. If those are those prime years for how good you are as a player, you already got it and you got it for cheap. Mm-hmm. Now, the players hate that. And they're like, now pay me what I, I, I deserve. And it's like, the problem is, is that you don't deserve this in three years. Yeah. You're not going to be the player that you were. So your problem is, is that you got paid too little at one point and now too much later. And the owners are now looking at it and they're like, no. So I love, and I've, we've seen it recently, they're, they're, I forget the other guy who signed a contract. Um, there's been a lot of young guys who have said, hey, I'll sign a six-year contract for $9 million a year. Even though if I waited four years, I'd get $25 million a year. I'm securing my future today. And give me my money now. When Right now, you're not going to have to pay me for forever. Mm-hmm. And the old guys, the guys like the, the, the Bowers of the world, and the guys who are getting to, like, their eligibility at, at 30, 31, they're like, don't do that. I want to make my 40. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But for the everyday dude who might not be a great player forever, secure the pack. Yeah. And Tatis founds that that perfect zone. Dude's going to make $340 million. Mm-hmm. That is a win for him and his family. Right? Yeah. It's a win for the Padres because he will not break the bank on a yearly salary basis. Everybody won with this contract. and But that's why I say I don't think that I've ever seen a winning contract in baseball on a big-time marquee name player ever. Yeah. And I, the, I think the contract you're talking about is the Ozzy Albies contract. Yes. Yes. So he, got, he did seven years for $35 million, and you're talking about a highly talented gold glove caliber guy. And that's a little bit more than $7 million a year. Mm-hmm. But if you look at how old is he when he signed it? Ooh, uh, let's see here. Because I think he was, he was he's either... He's still pretty young. He, he was either like he's 20 or 20, 21. Yeah, he's, he was 21. So he was yeah. 21 when he signed that contract. So if you look at that contract and you say 
He signed. It was seven years. Seven years, thirty-five. So by twenty-eight, he gets back on the market, mm-hmm. right? So he's twenty-eight years old. He's going to get to dip in the middle of his prime. But if you looked at it from a pure arbitration standpoint, he was only going to make thirty-five in the next seven years. So he, all he did was forward tank his money and still get himself to be able to sign it when he's twenty-eight. Yeah. Now if he absolutely destroys himself and dies. Right, mm-hmm. he he gets into a tragic accident that breaks his pinky finger, and he can't swing a bat the same way anymore. <laughs> yep. Right, like he's gonna be able to make his thirty-five million dollars, mm-hmm. and that that that's what I think baseball has been missing is everybody's hoping that they get to thirty-one years old and they they get a three hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, do it earlier, like sacrifice a little bit for. Mm-hmm. I think the game would be better for it. Yeah, you know, and and it takes away from the. The, the haves and the have-nots. You know, we have we have friends in the game who are who are kind of like lifer guys. You know, like our, our, our boy Matt Joyce, friend of the brand. Like, Matt isn't out here making, you know, huge money. He makes really good money to play baseball. Yeah. But how much did he have to go through to sustain that? You know? But then everybody looks at it and they go, well, you know, the elite guy, he always cashes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it never works out for the team. And it's only a small percentage of the guys who ever make it to that huge level. Right. So ever, I think I think I like this shift, mm-hmm. and it's the younger players again. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, like you're saying too, like getting more people to start like getting their deals earlier. You know, eventually over time, those deals are going to go up in value anyway. Yep. So you're still going to get your money. You're going to get it earlier, and I think that's what. People hopefully are starting to realize that stop trying to go for that three hundred million because yes. at the end of the end of the day, yes, it cash traps your team, and yes, you, you might not actually do it. So start thinking ahead, start pulling an Aussie Albies, and get your money early. And, and that's the that's the perfect idea. Is you're right, the contracts will go up anyway, right? Because you'll now have somebody to comp who you're doing it with, yep. right? Like, hey, th- this is what Albies signed for two years ago. Now. That's instead of it being a seven and change million every year, mm-hmm. it's nine. Yeah. Right? So now the same type of player doing the same type of deal makes nine. Guess what? He made more money. In so, ten years, the guys will make more money. But the the downside of it is is that you have guys like Keichel a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. right? Perfect example. Deluxe Dennis. Um <laughs> Keichel had uh this situation where he nobody could sign him because it was a first round pick if he signed. Right? So they didn't want to give up a first-round pick for him. They felt like his best years were behind him. He had to wait till halfway through a season till that pick got taken away to then sign a contract. That was good, but it wasn't what he was thinking he was ever going to get. And he was 31. Yep. Dude, if you had just taken a contract and gone to the team and said, hey, listen, buy out these cheaper years. I'll be cheaper for you in the back half of my career. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, you not, we might not think you're worth 30, but if we think you're worth 23, yeah, let's sign a five-year contract now, buy out your last two arbitration years that are $18 million, yep. and we're happy, you're happy. Everybody's happy. But baseball is, like, corroded there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much just animosity towards each other between the PA and actual MLB and, and the owners that, like, nobody wants to budge. Right. And, you know, in the midst of last year with coronavirus coming out and everybody – worrying about money and people being laid off it was like yo first world problems y'all are arguing over millions of dollars Mm -hmm. 
and you guys think you're worth this and you want to get paid for it. But it's like, look at the everyday person who got furloughed from their job. Yeah. They're not getting paid. But you guys think you should be paid to not work mm -hmm. because your job's worth more. You disconnected and you lost a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I think that like that's the old guard guys who still want the Alex Rodriguez contracts. Right. They want the Pujols deals. They want a golden parachute in retirement. And like, hey, I'll make no money in my 20s, but in my 30s, I get to just be like the fourth best guy on my team and make $27 million a year. I'll never win a championship, but that's mm -hmm. okay. I don't care. Yeah, That's it, why the system's broken. Mm -hmm. The Dodgers have just come out and said, we'll just pay everybody <laughs> any amount yeah. of money. <laughs> Whatever you can think of. Infinitely. Yeah. And we'll win in a bubble and then we'll deal with the consequences down the line. And you see it in the, in, in the NFL, the first team to kind of do that same thing mm -hmm. looks like the Rams, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. The Rams are taking a baseball approach. They're out here like, if we just spend infinitely, get rid of all of our farm system, every first round pick we have, mm -hmm. get rid of our farm system, just get all these veterans, we'll have a window. If we win, everything's forgiven. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. We can be bad for four years while we restock picks. We'll trade all of our assets. We'll win a Super Bowl, and then the next year we'll trade Aaron Donald. Like, <laughs> yeah, cool. Like they're playing Madden. Everybody else is living in the real world. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's very interesting. I, I'm curious to see how this like next wave of young guys handles it. I hope they do the right. Well, thing. so who's next? Who do you think the next mega contract is? Oh, that's a good question. You know why I'm asking you this question? Because I think I know who it is, Ooh. and it's going to make you unhappy. Me unhappy too. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know how old some people are. Who do you think? Lindor. Lindor. Oh yeah, facts. He needs to be paid. So Lindor team. just yeah. gets traded to the Mets. Yeah. Right. Super contract is on the way. Mm -hmm. Is he go? He's going to sign. He's going to want a Bryce Harper deal. Yeah. Yep. So we're talking, and, and now Tatis has set the market for fourteen three forty. He was thirteen three thirty. Is that what we're looking for with Lindor? Uh, I mean, well, it kind of depends on what, what the Mets are trying to do. I personally would love to see us lock him up for a while. Yeah. I think we're, we're getting his, his best years. He's, he's, he's right in the middle of it, so we might as well look into doing that. Um, if it makes sense, great. Pull the trigger on it. If not, I don't, I don't totally hate it. I know we also have a pretty good uh, shortstop in the minors if we wanted to go that route and stay Roni? home. Yeah. Like he's he looks pretty good. He looks pretty solid, but he's know, not Lindor. He's not Lindor. Fine, but that that's why it's like if you really want that piece, you're gonna have to pay for it. Especially now after what just happened with Tatis. What do you think the deal is? How old is he right now? Twenty six. Twenty seven. Ten three hundred. Okay, so me and you are in the roughly the same ballpark. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking ten three twenty. Okay. Because that would give him a higher average salary that than uh, what Bryce Harper got, mm. right? So he'd be making more money than him and more money than Tatis, but less overall dollars in both of them, right? Right. So that's kind of the 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 in between, and that would have him as a Met till thirty six, thirty seven. He's going to be an expensive back half of his career, and that's the downside, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the problem that you get into with these contracts and like. Listen, the Mets are. It's going to make sense for the Mets for five years, and then he's going to be a 32-year-old shortstop with declining athleticism, and everybody's going to be looking around like, "Hey, you know, there's this 23-year-old guy we have who's super fast." Mm -hmm. And you get into the Jeter situation. You know, if you think he's Jeter and you can kind of just last mm -hmm. with him there, 
and you'll just figure it out everywhere else. Cool. Um, but it, to me, it's just I, the deal is probably not going to ever fully be great. Mm-hmm. And you're paying a lot of money for the guys now. Yeah. And not for what he's going to be in the future. Mm-hmm. And they still have, again, Cano on the contract, and he's making crazy dollars mm-hmm. to, you know, he, he has one year left. He hit well. He hit well last year, mm-hmm. you know, so like it wasn't that he was down, but he was taking steroids. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm very curious how that's going to go. I, I would have liked to for them to at least have some kind of kind of conversation about it once it was signed because they did give away a, a decent amount for him in terms of like our future as the Mets. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, pitchers and catchers reported yesterday. A start to a great year. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. And I could see like in the, the buzz in the baseball world of like everyone was really ready for it to come back. And, and normally you pitchers and catchers report like, okay, great, and then everyone kind of moves on. But I feel like there's a little more there. A lot of people were talking about it, talking about how the teams look, all this stuff. Because we got a lot of a lot of moves in this offseason that really made some teams great. Yep. Um, and and I'm, I'm very excited. I'm excited to get back to games and, and really see kind of how a full season looks now. And we, we talked about it last time. Th- this year is much more – the haves and have-nots, mm-hmm. right? So I think that a lot of fans out there think that their teams are World Series capable. And I think whenever you have a situation where no one knows who could be the World Series champ, mm-hmm. it starts to change the excitement for the whole game. Right. Um, and there are eight teams that wouldn't surprise me if they won the World Series. Yeah. Which I think in, in, in past years, you know, you, you wouldn't have said that. And as much as I predicted that I think the Dodgers are the team, you know, if you told me the Padres, if you told me the Mets made the run there, mm-hmm. I'd believe you. Yeah. Right? If you told me that a lot of the moves that the Toronto Blue Jays put out there to make their team better actually end up being solid, I'd believe you. Yeah. You know, uh, the development, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of the rates, they continue to be able to put out great teams and great prospects for yeah. however they do it. The development system is great. Who's the next surprise guy for the Rays? You know, do the Rays go and say, hey, we see a window, we see an opportunity. Do they go out of character and go and acquire somebody like a, a Chris Bryant, mm-hmm. right? Go and get a guy who, who can bang, who can ball, and put him on your team. And magically you take a team who has developed a great base and you give them, you know, a shot yeah. and, and ignite them. Yeah. So definitely feels different this year than it has in the years past. Yes. You know? Yeah, and I, and I like that a lot of these, like, big teams are also in the same divisions because it's going to feel like little playoff games throughout the season because they're just going to keep going facing off and you're going to see what they're really made of because they're, they're both at that playoff level. And then when we finally get to playoffs, it's going to be a bloodbath and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And I'm very excited about yeah. it. Yeah. The NL West looks, looks strong, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, the AL East looks strong. Uh, the NL East is strong, yeah. uh, has been for a couple of years now, yep. where you have three teams that have real solid rosters. And I think we're also, you know, I know I am, and I'm sure you are, I'm excited for a full baseball season. Yes. And I think that's what the buzz is, is last year kind of felt like a sampler. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like we got the same level of hype for everything. There was a lot more unknowns. There was a lot of things. There was the, 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 the negative of them fighting against each other about money and everything. So like by the time it got started, everybody was kind of burned out from mm-hmm. the from the negative. Yeah, um, and it was good to have the game, but it didn't feel the same. Yes. Now it feels like a real year. Yep. You know, it feels like hey, we're gonna have 
normalcy. We're going to have like legit chances to win. Everybody's competing for something bigger, um, and that's exciting. I think that that's that's this year's definitely a different feel than years past. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to going to games and kind of just getting back in that atmosphere. It's it's one of my favorite things, man. I, I'm excited to go to a game. I've been yeah. saying lately, like I miss the movies. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I miss a good movie going, sitting in a really cold air, air conditioned room, mm-hmm. with my feet up in a reclining chair. Uh, shout out to the reclining chairs in movie theaters these days. Yeah, and um, having popcorn and a soda and, and watching something epic for two hours, mm-hmm. that's gone. And the same thing with games. I mean, we're in New York. Uh, the Knicks are about to start mm-hmm. having fans in, inside watching games for the first time. The 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 Buffalo Bills got to squeak some people in um, and, and see the team and, and yeah. get to see some stuff. I'm excited to be able to actually go and watch teams play live in mm-hmm. real time. Um, I think that that's huge, and, and, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. What I'm not looking forward to is what's going to happen to your Mets. Because the Mets have another scandal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on, but like it seems like Sandy Alderson started a brothel. Like and he this is horrible. Yeah, it's like great. it's horrible. Like and, and and now it's like, "Oh, well, th- this was brought to the attention of the Mets 2 years ago." Mm-hmm. So this was just systemic. Yeah. Right? It wasn't just Mickey Calloway. It wasn't just this it was the whole entire team. Mm-hmm. Every dude top to bottom. And I have a real question, and I don't really hear it being asked very much. Mm-hmm. Does Sandy Alderson need to step down? It's definitely on the table. Because he brought all those guys in, right? That was under him. Yeah, yeah. And I know Steve Cohen put out a whole thing that he has zero tolerance for that. Because Steve so. had some problems with that at, at his uh, hedge fund. Yeah. If Uncle Steve is, is sensitive to this being a very public thing, right, he can control the message of a hedge fund. Much easier than the visual of I own a professional sports organization. Yeah. It, it, this, this is a lot more public. Mm-hmm. There's news reported about you consistently on ESPN for everybody. Yeah. Not everybody's watching CNBC and watching the stock market talks and hearing about the fact that you had these problems. A lot more people who are on Barstool seeing something happen. So my question is, Sandy seems to be the guy who is at the point of all of this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. Because I, I want to think that he's a good guy. Yeah. Because we all have this visual of Sandy's a great guy. But man, oh man. But if it keeps happening, there's, there's something in leadership. When, when there's smoke, there's fire, right? Yeah. And, 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 and who's, the, who's the fault? Was the Wilpons, right? Yeah. Did the Wilpons create this situation? Maybe, right? But Sandy, and then he hires... The, the guy to be the Jared GM, Ward, yeah. that guy's got a problem. Mm-hmm. He was there for Callaway. Callaway's the hitting coach. I feel like that 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 meme where the little monkey puppet is looking around like, like what? Huh? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm worried about. Yeah, about there needs to be some some serious moves done about that because it's because you you saw it years ago with the Knicks. The Knicks had. Uh, issues. They had a sex scandal with Stephon Marbury and uh, Isaiah Thomas, yeah. and that put a damper on that whole team. And there was a cloud that hung over them. And even though they had a talented team, 
it didn't hit what it could have been mm -hmm. because of the fact that there was this other thing that was distracting everyone, you know? And now it's like the Mets have everything you want, but is there this underpinned thing that, like, you know, which coach is going to get, do they know? Like, is this guy and this guy like, oh, man, I'm one of these people. I got to. I gotta worry about myself now. I gotta, I gotta put on a show. Welcome to pro sports in New York. Yeah, it's always a, a roller coaster. Yeah. Till next time. Till next time. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate your support. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bill, Take care, else? guys. Later. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>